The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 122. General West, Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. Today we are discussing the 14th episode of Season 6, Smoke and Mirrors. Senator Robert Kinsey is assassinated by a sniper while leaving a building. Colonel Jack O'Neill is arrested for the murder, but he claims that he is innocent because he was on a vacation fishing. But he is seen on a camera leaving the site of the assassination, and the murder weapon is found at his lake house. Sam, Teal'c, and Jonas investigate with Sam joining up with NID agent Malcolm Barrett and discover that the real-life killer is an NID agent named Mark Devlin. Devlin is working for a shadow organization called The Committee, which is one of the most creative names ever for a secret society. Right up there with the syndicate. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Which is trying to take control of the Stargate program for financial gain. They discover that Devlin was also able able to impersonate O'Neill using a memetic imaging device. They also learn that Kinsey was not actually killed in the assassination attempt, but that he is in a coma in a hospital under lockdown. Sam and Barrett track down Devlin, and they find him at the hospital, where he is disguised as Major Davis. Devlin tries to kill Kinsey again, but he is captured and disabled by Sam and Barrett. Sam uses the imaging device to impersonate Devlin and infiltrate the committee, getting them to incriminate themselves. As a PR stunt, O'Neill appears at a press conference with Kinsey and is publicly cleared of all charges. You'd think he'd be happy about this. Both Kinsey using him to boost his numbers in the election polls, he just won't smile. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this episode, Lisa? I, I know it's an Earthbound episode where they're all running around separately, but I really like it. It works for me. It's fun. Um, I know you don't see a lot of Jack, but I think that must be because you get a lot of Jack the next episode. Mm-hmm. But Teal'c and Jonas work really well together. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I don't know. There was something, I, I guess I like the episodes where Carter kind of gets to take charge for a change and we've gotten a lot. I feel like a few of those this season and, uh, I like it. Her and agent Barrett, who I think wants to be a Carter boyfriend. I don't know, but thankfully she says yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. It definitely seemed like they were maybe going that way, but I don't know if I assume we don't see him again. So. Oh, but we do. Oh, well, there we go. Never mind then. (laughs) Awesome. What are your thoughts, Victor? Yeah, of the Earthbound running around episodes where there's shadowy NID agents and, you know, cloak and dagger and smoke and mirrors type stuff. um, This is, I think, definitely the best or if, if not one of the best. They're not my favorite type of episode, but this one moves along, uh, as Lisa mentioned, there's there's plenty for, you know, Jonas, Teal'c, and, and Sam, and Agent Barrett all to do. So 
I think I think it works uh, really well, and there's some twists and turns, and we get some callbacks to previous episodes, so I think it all works. Nice, yeah. I, I liked it. It definitely was one of those episodes that felt like Stargate does X-Files, <laughs> but that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of what you're going to get if you do any sort of like government intrigue involving Stargate because they're essentially the secret part of the government that's dealing with aliens, which is what X-Files is, at least the, like the mythos episodes, that's what they deal with. So mm-hmm. it was fun. I think they, I think it pulled it off better than the, the one where they go to the town full of Gould. Yeah. Yeah. The organ thing. Yeah. What's their reference in this episode they too? Did. So Yeah, yep. they do. Yeah. And one of uh, NID's many, uh, mess ups when uh sam is talking to barrett yeah. and basically telling him you don't have anything to any ground any moral high ground because of everything the nid has done and his response is basically we would have gotten away with the two if it weren't for you meddling kids in the sg1 <laughs> sgc there pretty much <laughs> yeah. right. i do like how they that he's not a bad guy though like he's no. an ID agent who's good i think that was a good the way they did that was was good mm-hmm. Yeah, that reveal because um, we'll we'll get we'll get to how she gets there. But Sam's in you know the NID headquarters in his office, and you know she's asking him questions and being Sam, and he's being you know kind of stonewalling and arguing, and then he just writes on a paper, you know, like meet me at this park at at three p.m. and it then it's revealed that he's he's good NID trying to take down bad NID, mm-hmm. and only he, Senator Kinsey, and the president know you know what he's up to. So it's all very hush hush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you find out that the only way he got Senator Kinsey to participate was blackmail. Yeah. Yep. Which, you know. I mean, <laughs> I I guess you should feel bad for Kinsey getting shot, but it's hard to because he's just. Yeah. 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 At the end of the episode, when they, you see he's not dead, you're like, oh. <laughs> darn it. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, there's a lot of misdirection, too, because they. They reveal early on that, well, hey, maybe it was the, uh, you know, mim- like mimic mm-hmm. devices from the foothold episode that the foothold aliens, the one where they were all like strung up in David Cronenberg devices, you know, hanging mm-hmm. from the ceiling, <laughs> which I guess they don't need to do in order for the mimic devices to work. They just need to do like a 3D scan of somebody somehow. Like they don't really explain how the, the 3D scanning technology works, but um but so that so you're thinking, well, was Senator Kinsey really shot, or was it just someone else in a like mm-hmm. body mimic, you know, thing? I do like that that they don't they don't keep you going for long. That it was yeah. really Jack. I mean, you you kind of get around that pretty quickly. Um, but again, foothold was early season. I think I don't know two three. Yeah, and, yeah. And was, so it's kind of fun ago. to be in the second half of season six, and they're calling all the way forward to that and an id doesn't know about it jonas who knows everything about every sg mission ever has no idea for real mm-hmm. has no idea so that was kind of fun yeah that that conceit i'd like oh well we buried this particular incident <laughs> in particular so nobody it's like i i don't really buy their reasons for doing it, it was like it was too embarrassing that we had like this foothold <laughs> situation but there's lots of embarrassing things that have happened at the sgc yeah. You know, like blowing up a, turning a planet into a sun that almost, you know, blows up Colorado or something, you know, like there's lots of embarrassing things that they haven't covered up. So I don't know why they would cover this one up in particular, but 
Hey. I think it was just so they could use that as a, yeah. a secret that no one <laughs> knows about. But I feel like that would be one of the primary things that you'd want Jonas to know about because that is such a big deal if it happens. Like that'd be a good a good lessons learned kind of thing. Like you'd want your your uh, people to know that. Yeah, and what we learn with the mimic devices is is that like by default they can only mimic like the twelve. Mm-hmm. members of the SGC who were wearing them at the time of the, you know, those particular aliens were wearing at the time of the foothold situation. And um, so I thought it would have been fun if like suddenly like Michael Shanks appears, mm-hmm. like that would have been really cool. Like he just appears for like a second and he's like, I'm a bad guy. Or like Sam puts one on and turns into Michael mm-hmm. Shanks just for a second. And then is like, whoops. Yeah. I guess that, I guess that would have been incentive. Like, would have, she would have started crying or something. because <laughs> He's dead, but. <laughs> I thought it would have been funny for the audience. Well, I made a note of that because, you know, it's, it's a way to have Michael Shanks in an episode without worrying about the fact that you killed off yeah. the character. You know, it was a way to kind of bring him back, but I didn't. Yeah, didn't I don't know. do that, cowards. <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> at, at this point they were... Uh, looking for ways. <laughs> looking for ways to bring him back or if they... Uh, I don't know if they knew they were getting like a seventh season at this point, so... Yeah. You know, who knows? But yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I agree. I like that they don't string out the, is Jack actually the one who did it? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like at this point they're going to know the audience is going to know that's not really Jack. It's either an alien or someone in disguise or evil yeah. alternate universe Jack or something. <laughs> or <but>. a robot. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but if this is, next episode we see like Jack's penchant or or history of threatening to shoot people kind of comes back to haunt him yeah a little bit yeah, yeah. so yeah because he did threaten to shoot kinsey you know the last time they were running around on planet earth um and so i guess you know the nid knows that and they're like well he'd be the perfect place to per, you know person to frame and then we can blackmail hammond into leaving the sgc again and mm-hmm. um put in someone you know more more friendly to our shadowy cabal yeah and that's another thing that is i feel like a weak point in this episode is the shadowy cabal of businessmen who are sitting in the very stereotypical dark room you know doing the smoking cigars yeah doing the uh, yeah uh what's his name uh i kind of liked it guy yeah mr mr burns yeah mr burns fingers (laughs) i kind of liked it because this was 2003 maybe and you think about it 20 years later in 2023 you know it's like big corporations, corporate greed, you know, all that is very topical, you know, and popular, you know, and in cultural reference nowadays. And so businessmen taking over the NID to make more money. I was like, oh, that actually sounds plausible. I like it as a, (laughs) an idea. I just don't think it was executed well. And I know that I wouldn't want the show to turn into like a, season or a series long arc about dealing with the corruption in the government and all the evil businessmen doing evil things and pulling the strings. But it was just kind of, it's kind of funny. And I do think the most unrealistic part of this episode is where they all get arrested at the end. And we assume that yeah, (laughs) that's going to (laughs) matter. Yeah. They won't be out on the street. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They'll either be, uh, like they'll be released because they have the right connections or they will, uh, mysteriously pass away and no one will know how yeah 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 Yeah. i just like that it wasn't another corrupt politician 
maybe I just feel like that's overplayed. <laughs> yeah, they'd kind of hit their limit on that. I mean, the whole like shadowy big business, like going back at least to RoboCop, like in the early 80s and probably before that. And I think that's that kind of trope started in the 70s, you know, with like Chinatown and, and other movies, I think. Mm -hmm. And then. um but yeah, I don't know, like Spectre and other things. Or alien, bad guys. Yeah, Alien, yeah. The James, James Bond movies, like where, you know, you have the shadowy cabal of, you know, business people mm -hmm. and NGO leaders and stuff. So I, I think that part was kind of lazy, but it also, it was, they seemed like a little like Dr. Evil, like with their plans. Their plans weren't, I can't remember what they were, but they were not very ambitious. No. They were like... And then we'll like patent all this alien technology and our stock price will go up 20% or something, you know, and we'll make $1 million. You know, it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was you like, you forgot not very, to do that. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. So no, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Yeah. They're, they're, they're plans like by today's standards, like they're, they're laughably like, like tame. tame but, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's, um, yeah, I guess I mean they they needed to to end somewhere and with a victory and stuff and that was the way to 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 do it. But yeah, so along the way we get <laughs> we get ticking time bombs, we get um, you know, Jonas and and Teal'c doing mm -hmm. uh whatever they they did. I I can't remember now, Actually, but it's best yeah. episode. I mean, best scene Teal'c. Oh, yes. Interrogating the prisoner. Oh, yes. And they're yeah, talking so, about his rights and Miranda and, you know, all the things. And I mean, is, is Teal yeah. doing all the, he should be doing all the interrogations for everybody. He, he just sits and looks at them and stares even, and they confess. Even before that, when he takes him down, he just puts his <laughs> yeah. fist out behind the van. Straight, and does straight like arms. And yeah. Close lines him. Yeah. That was great. And yeah, then the so way the Air Force that he, him and, <laughs> like, there were injuries. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought the Air Force had extrajudicial like police powers <laughs> yeah. when operating on domestic soil. Or yeah. No, I mean yeah, so the the deal is that there's a one of the scientists who is working on the and I did like how they mentioned, yeah, we pulled most of the scientists off this project to work on Prometheus. So I thought that was a nice touch that they acknowledge mm -hmm. that there's limited resources and that to build a spaceship you need to take people off the mimic devices. But one of the scientists you know, sold the one mimic device or no, all of them. Cause they were all fake mm -hmm. yeah. to the NID or to, you know, and so they have to track him down and he faked his death, which I think, does that mean you don't have rights anymore if you're legally dead? <laughs> I don't know how that works, but I, I him is like, he still has rights. I was like, well, I mean, technically he's dead, but I don't know as a human being, he still does, but as a I'm legal, thinking it's right. a, it's a it's a program that nobody can talk about, so you can't ever really prosecute him in an open court of law. So yeah, meh, you know, like <laughs> yeah that that whole Hammond's for some reason deciding to get hung up on like legal proceedings of how they're going to deal with this guy at that point in time. It's like you're in a top secret base; he's legally dead. Like, <laughs> yes, don't torture him, but does it really matter? Like. You don't need to really follow jurisprudence and all that stuff at this point. <laughs> yeah. And I do like how these like, well, I'm not, you know, I want, you guys can't offer me witness protection. And like Hammond's like, we could send you through the Stargate. Mm -hmm. To the black hole planet. <laughs> yeah, I was just wondering, it's like to the alpha site where the Tok'ra and the Jafar are like, like where are they, or maybe back to that, the, where the Minoans live or remember those people from like the, the first the season that they just the dumped everybody on, like the yeah. Greek planet. 
Oh, yeah. The one who had like the, the weird sickness or whatever, the fever or whatever it was the called. Antihistamines or histamines or. Yeah. And that they just kept like in the first season, they're like, you can go live with the Minoans. You can go live. Yeah. They just kept <laughs> dumping everybody there. My, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to choose to believe that he ends up on the same planet that Mayborn will end up on from the next episode. And they got to hang out together. Yeah. That works out well for Mayborn. Yeah. Doesn't that actor though show up in universe? Yeah, he he does. As someone yeah. else. I mean, someone else. So he's but. been at least, he plays this guy, uh, Brent Langham. The actor is uh, Peter Calamus, Calamus. And he plays Quail Byron in an episode. <laughs> and then he plays Dr. Adam Brody in SGU. And it, I think he plays him like from multiple different timelines, mm-hmm. it looks like. Yeah. And Brody, I think, is the one who sets up the still on on Destiny, I think. And so he makes his own moonshine after they get stranded there. I think that's Dr. Brody, if I'm remembering it correctly. Ah, so he's a fun guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of, um, this is going back to the committee, but uh, patenting all the elusive alien technology, there is actually a guy in, um, who is working for the Navy named Salvatore Cesar Paez, who has, under his name, there are a bunch of these really weird patents for like cloaking technology and fusion devices and all sorts of weird stuff. So maybe he's working for the committee. Yeah, it could be. And that's like one of the things that people point to is like Project Blue Book or something. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, getting alien technology and stuff. Because otherwise, how would anybody have an idea for a cloaking device? <laughs> exactly. <It's, laughs> you yeah. think about it before. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like one of these days we need to have a... Uh, discussion on uh the, the uap thing i don't know if this is the the right show for it but you seem to be more on the skeptical end I, i'm on the more gullible know. end i guess <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't i don't believe e- either way I, the lack of evidence i think is i know absent of evidence is not evidence of absence but you know it's like it's you know it's absence of evidence yes it is. <laughs> yeah so yeah um so yeah, Sam is teaming up with a uh, Barrett, and his mm-hmm. his voice sounded very familiar. I'm trying to f- see if I've seen him somewhere else, but uh, well, he was in an earlier episode. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was in one of the Martin uh, episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the but first they track, one, him right, and they they track down uh the real uh assassin uh the NID agent uh, Mark Devlin, and I like that. I think Dean Devlin has worked a lot yeah. with, uh, okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought of that. <laughs> yeah. He created like, yeah, he co-created the Stargate yeah. movie and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dean so Devlin is... and Roland Emmerich. So I don't know if that <laughs> know was if intentional or not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was after he had just come to c- collect one of his royalty checks, you know, or something. And they were like, I... I'm yeah. going to like totally make him a bad guy. Or something. They yeah, they didn't name him like Roland Devlin or something. Though, <laughs> yeah, that so. would have been funny. That would have been too much, too on the nose. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to choose to believe it's just a similarity without any sort of malice behind it. Yeah. So we get to see the assassin's tools of the trade, including the, uh, you know, <laughs> very elusive grandpa's hunting rifle. Remington <laughs> 700, yeah. which which only you know a, an assassin would have access to, and I'm like, wait, that's just like a a 308 like hunting rifle there. 
and then uh the the time bomb which is like six gallons of gasoline and in the red you know like jugs that are especially designed to not explode you know (laughs) and (laughs) next to a detonator and i'm like i granted they can't show a realistic bomb you know on on canadian television i'm guessing but still they should have had like you know a big like cylinder that said tnt on it or acne and and that would have been a little bit (laughs) Because it blows up the house and you get like the very fake explosion. And then do we actually see them flying through the air? Yeah. 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 But they kind of, don't they fly before it explodes? Like, <laughs> well, they have to jump. Well, she looks like we're going to have to jump. And they, and they <laughs> jump and then it explodes. And then, you know, Barrett lands on top of uh, uh-huh. Sam. And he's shielding he's, her. Yeah. 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 She's like, awkward. Right. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't actually say that, but. She she says it with yeah. her eyes, trust me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think she does say get off of me or something. Yeah. Yeah. I almost thought he was gonna lean in for a kiss there. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like he, that, is that in your pocket? Does he yeah. not know what happens to Carter boyfriends? Like Yeah. <laughs> stop and think about what you're asking. He's he's got way too interesting a backstory to be Carter boyfriend material. <laughs> <laughs> he's like I'm taking down the shadowy organization all by myself. Just me and the president and a high-ranking senator. <laughs> like, okay. He's like a more motivated uh, Fox Mulder. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, we also uh, we get the uh, the evil arms dealer who... <laughs> another very, like, stereotypical kind of thing yeah. with the committee. It's like bad bad spy movie characters he's got the kind of like metro style going on and he's the he got the british accent and yeah mm-hmm. he's in a warehouse out in the boonies it looks like so it's not very not very villainy but yeah, yeah with, who knows? It, and the other weapon was like a revolving rifle or something i didn't look that one up but that seemed a little implausible as a something an assassin would want to use personally but yeah i just thought it was funny that it's like you know, Barrett's like, oh, no, she's cool. And then she's like, I'm Major Samantha Davis from the U.S. Air Force. And, you know, like, yeah, you know, gives her whole credentials. And the guy's like, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> Just, I was like, lay low for a second, sweetie. Just like calm down. But, yeah. Or just. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, assassins, uh, when we get a. Uh, Devlin, who is disguised as Davis, going yes. in to kill Kinsey <laughs> yeah. in the in the room where he's in a coma. He, so he goes in there. He goes past the Air Force guys who the the guards who obviously they don't recognize who he is because he's got the mimic device on. But instead of doing what you would do to someone in a coma, which is probably just smother them with a pillow, <laughs> he pulls out a handgun and then the big giant silencer. It's like anyone who's ever actually been around a silencer knows that it just takes it from. Really, really painfully, maybe we'll blow your eardrums loud to really, really, really loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, yeah, and he's like, yeah, it's like, let's waste as much time as possible. And like, you know, they're trying to do the misdirection thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh no, that, you know, he he's going to kill him and stuff. And, and how are they going to take him down? Because they're showing, you know, they're showing what's happening in the future while they're showing what's happening in the past. Mm-hmm. And then. You get to see how it all like gets resolved and stuff, but yeah, he's not a very good um, 
And then I guess after they catch him, they they scan him somehow so that Sam can become him and go mm-hmm. take down the committee or something. So I don't know if that's a portable scanning device or if they had to like fly him to back to Area 51 and like run him through the body. I don't know how that works, but. But you got to love it. I yeah. mean, Davis got to kick some rear mm-hmm. end, you know, yeah. even though it was really Devlin, but whatever. Yeah. It's like finally Colin Cunningham gets to like have an action sequence in Stargate, which I loved. <laughs> When's the last time you saw him get to, you know, hit people yeah. and stuff? They should great. have known. Yeah, they should have known that it wasn't really Davis as soon as he came in and he was all dour and not super peppy yeah. and upbeat. <laughs> yeah, that swagger that he doesn't usually have. Yeah. 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 That'd be a tip off for sure. <laughs> right. And the the whole the whole scene with uh where we see the attempted assassin second assassination of Kinsey uh is played as a flashback with Sam as Devlin talking mm-hmm. to yeah. uh, the evil the evil committee and she gets them to incriminate themselves and at that point, uh, once they've done that, all the, the guards bust in and we get Barrett there and they have like this, the more, you know, kind of friendship <laughs> wins moment where she's like, when you work with these, like, well, how'd you know I was going to come when you work with somebody you, you just know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's, I was wondering, she's turned them to her side, like the side yeah. of goodness and kindness. I was wanting at that point for it to like do like the eighties movie freeze frame, <laughs> yeah. playing, like a, a beat rock song. But no, we get, we get, I don't know if this is supposed to be like a very foreboding ending or not, but we get, you know, um, you know, uh, Senator Kinsey wants to do his speech there with, with Jack, you know, in full (laughs) uniform and decoration. And, Mm -hmm. and he's like, you know, then you're going to shake my hand and, you know, it's going to be a great political win for me and you can't go back to your life unless, you know, we clear you publicly here because I guess they've like, the news has been running his like picture (laughs) and his name and stuff. and. Um, yeah. And so then he, you know, but Jack won't smile. But even though uh, when they shake hands, Kinsey goes, you should smile. You just won me the election. Yep. That was a great moment. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to President Kinsey. (laughs) Yeah. And then, I mean, but I do like the line earlier on where it's like, who's like Senator Kinsey and they're telling Jonas and they're like, oh yeah, well, you know, we blackmailed him and it's for his, you know, to keep quiet about mm-hmm. the SGC. And so Jonas is like, oh, so he's actually like kind of protecting us. And they're like, yeah, yeah but that's not the point. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's evil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't, they don't really follow that, that through. And yeah. They're thinking, mm-hmm. but. No, but I like so, the way they have Jonas kind of pop up with little like yeah. twist. He did. He's done that almost every episode, like little twist it. Just like, don't you, shouldn't you see it from this other angle? Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> I assume that's because he's not from Earth, so he doesn't get all the ins and outs, right. and he has an outsider's perspective on it. I think that's their little reminder to us, yeah, of what yeah. he brings to the team. He has yeah. a very high emotional intelligence. He does. He's like my son. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that they had Carter mimic as Devlin at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a nice twist, because you forget, because they only mentioned it briefly, that they can mimic newer people that they have this um, ability to do it and it only lasts for a few minutes. And so it was, it was kind of nice to have him in there and you know something, you know, something's coming, you know, and then it mm-hmm. cuts out and then it's her and, and she looks fabulous in her little white jacket and, you know, but I, I like that. I like the way they ended it. It was, it was kind of a nice twist. Yeah. I like her line. Uh, 
General Hammond sends his regards. Although yeah. I was kind of hoping for like a Scarface ending there, but <laughs> that wouldn't be very morally upright of her. <laughs> Take him away, boys. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, so we get a... Uh, Kinsey, Kinsey's not dead. I was slightly disappointed by that at the end, but you know, yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> He's yeah. You're going to get to see more of him. Yeah. Unfortunately. Fun times. Yeah. And then, Oh, Frazier made an appearance. She got to do a little sleuthing. Oh, with that's the right. Pharmaceutical database and the prescriptions. And that was, that was nice. But that was probably like from a civil liberties perspective, probably the most alarming thing in the episode. It's like, yeah, we searched the database of everyone's prescriptions. I'm sure she I got know. a warrant. Come on. Yeah, I guess I guess I know that exists, but <laughs> I mean, I suppose she could just do like a type match on who's taking this kind of medicine, so it wouldn't be everything, but still. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. She probably has the uh probably trained like very rigorously in HIPAA. So it's like when I have to reset people's passwords at work, I've kind of trained myself like don't like do not remember any of their information if I see it. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to get in that mindset. I, I think this might have been, be was this before HIPAA? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. So that wasn't, maybe this is why HIPAA was created. Yeah. They saw this episode and they're like, oh my gosh. Oh no, I just looked 1996. Oh, um, okay. Wow. Yeah, no. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. HIPAA existed. Yeah. Never mind. But as long as it's not stored in like a plain text database, I'm sure it's safe. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> this is before Sarbanes Oxley by I think a year or two. So they, they could still yeah. not keep track of records related to transactions over $10 million, I guess, or something. I don't know. But mm. yeah, they only have a couple of years left to make a plot about that. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> been, I've been waiting for the Sarbanes Oxley episode of Stargate. <laughs> Stargate, yeah. Then I might actually know what Sarbanes Oxley is. It's <laughs> yeah, something people reference, and I've never actually looked it up. So, yeah, I'll say it. I'm just I like, worked, I worked okay. for one of the companies that unfortunately gave us Sarbanes Oxley. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Now everyone at home is googling. Like, yeah, which companies? Yeah. What is this? How do you spell it? Yeah. Yeah. So that was a pretty good episode. Oh, yep. before I forget to mention, how did uh, Teal'c learn how to drive a car? 1969. Daniel yep. Jackson taught him. Yep. Yeah, that was, that was a good reference callback. I liked that. And he learned how to drive in like a big old bus from the 60s. So yeah, he probably drives stick really well. <laughs> and who wrote this episode? Our favorite Yep. Favorite Stargate writer yep. ever. Story by Catherine Powers, but Catherine written by Malazi and Molly. There you mm -hmm. go. Yeah. Yes. She, she probably gave them the idea and they were like, oh, wait, how do we? Yeah. I'm trying to remember like the interview, the dial the gate interview, I, uh, mm -hmm. like, or I read something and even after she left the staff, she would still pitch them ideas, mm -hmm. I think. And I think this is one of those, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, if I'm not, sorry. I, I read this was her last one. Okay. And I would argue this is her best story. Her Stargate. I don't know. It's She wrote Emancipation and Brief Candle. Like, it's true. 
You can't top those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Podcast gold right there. Yeah. Yeah, we, we miss we miss Catherine Powers episodes, I guess it's just <laughs> to talk about. She did give us like all the early Asgard stuff too. That's true. She that created true, the yeah. Asgard. Yeah. yeah. So that works out. <laughs> did we have any uh yeah. alternate language titles for this episode, Victor? Yeah, we did. Most of them were some variation on on smoke and mirrors. Uh in French we got smoke screens, which I I don't know how to pronounce Ecran de Fumi or something. And then in, in German, we got Das Mark Cartel, which is the power cartel. Ah. So that kind of, yeah. And, Very um, German title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Das Mark Cartel, which is, uh, which is what we get. That would have been a cooler name. Like if they said, oh, yeah, they call themselves the pow- like Das Mark Cartel or something. You'd be like, ooh, like that's, <laughs> no, you get like, yeah, they, they call themselves the bad guys. Uh, yeah. yeah yeah everything sounds the, better the, in a foreign language the 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 no good businessmen is what yeah i mean it, it once you start to get into like syndicate or committee like territory you're like okay just Are you saying something that's like a little lazy, less on the nose yeah, yeah. like lazy writer syndrome yeah. like i don't know what should we call it what should we call it uh, how about the committee they're, call, they're calling themselves the criminals <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they should have just gone for illuminati i mean if you're gonna go big yeah go home you know but I will. <laughs> awesome. Uh, did y'all have any other thoughts on this episode? No, no I don't actually. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was a lot happened, but it was pretty straightforward. Yeah. There yeah. were, there wasn't a lot of, there were some good character moments, not a lot of, well, the, not a lot of character development or anything, but you know, watchable, enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. If nothing else, teal clotheslining, uh, the guy is, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> price of admission, I'd say. It's a memory I'll cherish for the rest of my life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Before we go, we'd like to take a moment uh, to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Stargate and all the other shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Tune in, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and you can find the video versions at youtube.com slash starquestmedia. To find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate and to send us feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash stargate. And you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. I'm never going to call it X, so... Um, you can also join us at the uh, SQPN Discord at uh, sqpn.com slash Discord. We've got a lot of fun over there. And we'll be back next time, and we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, Paradise Lost. Until then, Lisa Jones, thank you for joining me and sharing the secret of Stargate. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you, too. Thanks, Jack. And someone duplicated the duplicators? Duplicators all the way down. <laughs> <It is. laughs> Once again, I'm Jack Barazzini. Thank you for listening to The Secret to Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? Here's another show on the StarQuest network you're sure to enjoy. The Secrets of Technology. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash technology. <laughs>